Hello and welcome to another edition of Banana Island Living podcast. Another in our series of talking to people of an older generation. And this is especially close to my heart because sadly they won't be with us forever. And they've got so much to tell us, so much we can learn from them. And today, this is a special one for me. I've got my mother. persuade my auntie to join in the conversation as well mm-hmm. <laughs> so mommy say hello hello <laughs> and auntie hello we tango <laughs> okay um can you introduce yourselves please um mrs molin ashake agbajianoze proprietress of children house school i'll deal northland primary school Rockcrest. Rockcrest Girls College. Ah, thank you, Mummy. I didn't expect you to give me your full CV, but that's <laughs> great. And Auntie, you gonna say hello? Hello, everybody. This is my I'm happy to be here with my sister, my beautiful, loving, gracious sister. And we've been together for a long, long time with lots of history. Good memories and some not so good memories <laughs> since we came from a polygamous family. Oh wow. Ibadan. Okay. Um so happy to be here today. And I hope that uh, my lovingness will take the picture of our tattoos that we happen to have on the same hands and did at the same place over 80 years ago. Oh wow. Right. This is a particularly interesting time to be speaking to people of this generation. Nigeria is going through so much. And I think they've seen the best of this country. And maybe also the worst. Can you tell me what are your best memories of the past in Nigeria, mommy? What what were the parts of Nigeria in those days that you really especially remembered? Good ones. You, you you remember Lagos in the good old yeah, days? Yeah, I remember Lagos very well because I started school in Lagos and uh, I was living with my sister and we were living with our uncle. The Chief Akabashorum of Pleasant Memory at Okumbo Street in Lagos. The father of the famous lawyer Akabashorum. Uh, funny enough, my uncle's children, who are mostly men, 
are fond of me going in an errand for them. <laughs> and there was one particular occasion when they sent me to go and sing an abusive song <laughs> to one of their girlfriends. <laughs> and I went as a child. I never knew the implication. I went there and I sang the funny song, which was an abusive song. <laughs> and <laughs> the lady and her mother came out and they wanted to beat me and I ran. <laughs> And I ran, then my uncle came out and was shouting. He has a very funny voice, was shouting, say, why, why, why? But later now they discovered that it was the voice that sent me. So, so you remember those days fondly? Yes, fondly. I remember because uh, one of the boys used to be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> then he would take us to the field that we should join the chorus to be singing for him so that we have the inspiration of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> fighting. Well, these were really innocent times and um, there was more of a community spirit. Is that what you miss about it? Yes, I really miss about it. And mm -hmm. uh, another thing is on our way going to school, there was this uh, rich man on our way going to school and we love to stand by to watch whether the man will come out because when he comes out, he came out with his cat and everything. His name was Darocha. Wow. They taught us a song that we can sing for him. And that was another song that we would go and sing that Darocha lowo lowo koledo. Darocha lowo lowo koledo. Kole fara le kole fara ode. Wow. Now we will run, run, run to school after singing, but we dare not see us. Auntie, what were your fondest memories of, of the past? Any fond it's, memories you have? Uh, being one of the Agbajis and at Christmas time, when the papa, the first daughter of our father, who was old enough to be our grandfather, <laughs> used to give all the children parties. And we from Mayeye and the young ones at Sabu will stage a, a, play? a play right? for them. He will invite his friends and other people, important dignitaries from all over Ibadan or August visitors. And I used to be, he noticed that of all the actors and actresses in the family, I took more interest in acting. That was one of the important memories I had. Yeah. And anywhere you go, you call, you mention your name, they give you a royal welcome everywhere. Despite the fact that in polygamous families, it wasn't a royal living for the children of that family. But everybody thought of the Agbajes as this. Kennedys. Like yeah, the like Kennedys, like the president's children. So I enjoyed that part very much Christmas time. Mrs. Agbaje will go to Kingsway. They'll buy all the Christmas gifts. Oh, it was fantastic. What was Nigeria like generally, mummy? Was it safe? Was it, did everybody know everybody else? What, what did you think of Nigeria? 
This was pre-independence. Yes, Nigeria was very safe and quiet and everybody is everybody's family because if you go to this way, they will receive you. If you mm-hmm. go to that way, mm-hmm. they will receive you. They're not being... Tribalistic or... No, they're not being tribalistic and they're not hostile to, uh, right. to uh, children. They're not hostile to you children. Go. Children yeah, is home. welcome everywhere. Children are welcome everywhere. You don't give notice. Yeah. You just come. You just show up. Uh-huh, Auntie Shade and you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, living with my grandparents, my mother's father and my mother's mother. I was living with them when I was old, before I went to Lagos. And when my grandfather on my mother's side died, my grandmother and my sister and I, we had to move to my uncle's place. In Lagos? No, 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 no. My, my uncle on my mother's side. Right, in Ibadan. We moved to her, his house in Ibadan. Okay. That's where we were living. And what I just think about is that the room that my grandmother had, and we were living, sleeping there, my senior sister, my grandmother, and myself, this room had no window. It had no windows. <laughs> and uh, my grandmother will make fire, wooden... Or charcoal. Coal pots. Is it coal pots? No, with wood. It's a, a wooden fire. A wooden fire. In a room? In a room. Hmm. And you didn't die of carbon We didn't even feel anything. We were so happy. <laughs> she will cook for us. Inside we, that room. We, we eat, we will drink, we do everything there. We are so happy. My mother wasn't there then. It was my grandmother and my sister and I that were living there with my uncle. My uncle too had some children. And, and you all lived in that one room? Not one room. Okay. I mean, there's a house. Okay, the right. House. Yeah. It's only my grandmother and my sister and I that are living in that, in that room. one room. Okay. And we will eat in that room. <laughs> of course. But I think that's one of the reasons why your generation f- would find it difficult to live alone, which is what is happening now in modern day. You, you're used to having people all around you. Yes. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me... Um, what about your your journey in terms of going abroad? I mean, you were children of a rich man. And as in those days, I understand all the rich people send their kids abroad. So, Auntie, where did you go abroad? I went at the age of 18. Wow. But not just uh, because my father died when I was 10. Right. It was not our generation that they sent children okay abroad. it was mommy's generation it was the your generation it okay, was like right. your means generation yes, dr yes. Agbaje, when they sent their children and yeah. uh, the all the who in nigeria they made it uh, style sending yeah. the children but abroad. they went in, for, in the 50s in yeah. the 58 56 but not in our generation but i went at the age of 18 to study nursing right at that age and i will seize this opportunity mm. To say a secret, right, about whom I love most in my family, Agbaje's family, yeah, of the whole twenty-five children, the person I love most of today 
is Mrs. Cecilia Nadi, wow. the bearer of the bearer, Abaji. Right. She's she, the first woman. She treated, not because she was the first woman, she saw something nobody saw in me. Wow. She never denied me of anything. If they wanted something in school, if I go to her, she will give it to me. If she needed advice, when I was 15, 14, wow. she would call me in the room, Willie. This is what I want to do. And I know you were born with wisdom and knowledge. Oh, wow. If they wanted us to come to school. And you were not of the same mother? No. Mother. My mother calls her mama. Her (laughs) mother calls her mama. You know. (laughs) So it was a uh, like a grand. So when they asked us in school. To come and stage a play, I need clothes. I asked my mother. My mother, I said, you are not taking my clothes to go and <laughs> win and so on. She will go to her room and oh. bring me the best. Oh, wow. I will be the star of that place. So it was the day she died, I didn't know she'll die. Oh. I was thinking that when I come back from England, England I'll come and take care of her. Right. So she died so, whilst you were abroad? I, I was home already. I showed that little love I could show her, yeah. you know, but uh, I loved that too much. So, Mommy, ha- what age did you rest in peace? I went to England at the age of 22 or 23. Right. When she has Shola. I've already married. Okay. I married very early. Yes. And, went and you went to study as well? I went to study. What did uh, you study? Uh, education. Education. Right. Oh, yes. At, you went to, was it St. Nicholas? St. Nicholas Montessori. So you were one of the first Montessori yeah, teachers. In Nigeria, in I was Nigeria. one of the first Nigerians to go to Montessori College uh-huh. of Education. Uh-huh. But why did you want to do that? What, what made you? This happened that before I got married, they usually sent some brochure to my father. And I picked up one of the brochures. And I was going through it, and I was so fascinated about it. Then, when I wanted to get married, my father said to my husband that, I don't think she's old enough to get married, but now that she's adamant and you are ready to take her, I will allow her on two conditions. One is that she must not convert. She must still be... You must stay as a Muslim. A Muslim. Then second is that I want to send her to England to go and study. And are you promising me that we allow her to go to England to do her studies? And my husband agreed. So your dad paid for it? My father paid for my traveling to England. We went by boat. Wow. That is the last I will ever <laughs> go on a For four days, I couldn't get out of bed. What, you were seasick? I was seasick. <laughs> but that you were traveling was... first class, mommy. Hey, that's... <laughs> first class, it was there. I know that rice is not English people's food. <laughs> we have to go to those in the third class. To, to eat rice? <laughs> You can take the child out of Africa, but you can't take the Africa out of the child. And then when we reached Bay of Biscay. Oh gosh, that's as the wave was turning like this, that's how my tummy will be turning. (laughs) 
if I'm going right, I will follow east. So that you can, that will push you back to me. Oh no. Uh, how was how was England for you, Auntie? What was England like? When I went This was to, pre-independence, wasn't it? Yes. No, after independence. You went I after went independence. in 1961. Okay, and mommy, you went before 51. She before? went in 51 or 52. Oh my goodness, you went in 1951. Gosh. So I want to hear yours first, Auntie, then I want to hear mommy's version of England in the 60s. Um, the England I went at that time was for the children of Wisu, right. not just uh, everybody. Yeah. I will always children, Lutimi, uh, children of yeah. Wisu. Yeah. And they don't normally rent a room and live. It's either you live in the hostel. Yeah. Or if you're a nurse, you live in the hospital. Right. So I went to England to study nursing. I went to Leicester Isolation Hospital, but I couldn't be a nurse because anytime they were injecting somebody, I'll be feeling the pain, I'll be screaming. <laughs> I cannot see blood. And uh, when you first start as a nurse, yeah. your first job is to be giving bedpan yeah. early in the morning to patients, hot <laughs> doo so and so on. I won't be able to eat throughout the day when I see doo <laughs> So I was there only for about six months because I knew definitely. Yeah, I really wanted to be an engineer right. from Nigeria because uh, I was very good in maths. Wow. So Professor Ajose came to our house at Alafi Hospital and Dr. Gbaje was telling him that I give problems and so on. That I, <laughs> and the uh, professor just said, how old is she? And Papa told him I was 16 or something. So, oh, teenager. Teenagers all over the world, give they, they give problems. That you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you my daughter's address in London. So you, you two can be exchanging teenage problems. <laughs> Muriel, Muriel Ajose. Yeah. So he gave me, to the surprise of Dr. Baji, he gave me Muriel's uh, number there. So Muriel and I were communicating. She would send me gift, those Indian, those bangles. Okay, she sent yeah. to me. I too will send that thing. So then when we got to London, we don't move with the people that they were sent to England by husband. We refer to them behind their backs as to join husbands. Oh, <laughs> TJH. Uh-huh. <laughs> to join husbands. But we, the, I will always uh, son, daughter, in law to be like, what's the name of this pretty girl that was going to marry Shegun, then end up marrying Williams. Uh, <laughs> she too was Miss Williams. Right. So all of us like that. We will party together, all the children of Wisu that are doing something. Yes. And then the to join husbands, most of them are mostly doing hairdressing. Wow. So what else were they doing at that time? And if you ask them, what do you do? Say, oh, what you bet you? They don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ask. You had a wonderful time. Wow. Parties galore. Oh, Jesus. You know that. Do you know the, our generation are a bit jealous of you? Ones. Oh, where are Cliff Richard? Yo, oh, where are the young ones? So one Christmas, we went to a party. We were coming back from the party with uh, our British friends and ourselves. So we saw the policemen. At that time, the police were the same height. Oh gosh, yes. They had and to they be the same walked, height, regulation. They told them how to walk 
the same way. Wow. At that time, <laughs> with their height. So we young ones, as soon as we saw the police said, I want to be Bobby's girl. I want to be Bobby's girl. So they were watching us and said, we want Happy Christmas. You want police kiss? I said, what? You want police kiss? <laughs> what was England like for you in the 50s, 1951? It was peaceful. I was living with a nanny. Right. My nanny was my... Good friend <laughs> and companion. So she was so nice. She was treating me like her own daughter. Unfortunately, she hadn't got any issue. So she was looking after me from morning to night. And when I was about to go back to Nigeria, she was so moved because she said when I came to her house, I was about seven stones. <laughs> she said, Jackie, do you know I can only see your teeth and your head when you first came? <laughs> so by the time I was leaving, I was nine stones. Oh, my goodness. Hardly would people recognize me again. But I had one experience in the, in the boat. That when I said that I was vomiting, I was... Uh, Unwell and so on and so forth. Then I wrote a letter. I said they should post it to my father that my seniors, brothers and sisters that came to England, they were not good people. They should have told me that I shouldn't come. All this thing that is happening to me, I wouldn't have experienced it. Well, now they asked me to come. Look at it now. Vomiting, the sleeping and everything. I want to go back. I want to go back. <laughs> so you all, you both had positive experiences in England. Then, then the police that when we reached Liverpool, the policemen that came to check us because we are under a British something like a, what do they call those? You mean your passports? No, the they come inside. It's not the passport. They're the welfare officer from the kingdom. Right, from the home to, office. Right. To come and check us and everything. As soon as they came out and they were talking, smoke was coming out of their mouth. Oh, right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was from the cold. Yes. Okay. I never knew that. It was the cold that they did. From outside, that yeah. when they came inside, it. so you were panicked. <laughs> I, I won't go out with these people. I'm not going. To, people that smoke is coming out of their mouth. Are they people? <laughs> <laughs> then they told me that don't worry. When you go out, to the smoke will come out of your mouth. So that was one experience. experience that you know put me off. So when you came back to Nigeria, what was life like? Had it changed a lot by the time you came back? Oh, 1966, not too much. Because right. the, that was just before the war. It was during the war. Oh, I think I, the, I war, think was war, the war started in 1967, I think. Oh, you think so? Civil but, war. But we had the, the, no, the turmoil. War. They had the, the turmoil uh, in 1966. There was a coup in uh, 1966. Coup. That was when they had the coup. Yeah, that was when I came. You came back during the coup? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What was it August like? 1960. 
No. Anyway, I came back in 1966. It was fantastic. Wow. Even when all the turmoil, political turmoil. The best of uh, Nigerian time. The best of everything. We had everything and... All the youth were still together, party everywhere. We don't we didn't know there was war going on. So in the West, they didn't really know there was a war. But in the East, they probably Even felt in the East, some of them enjoyed too. Some of them. I'm yeah. not saying all of them. Yeah. The the <laughs> the people that know people or whatever. I mean, yeah. I would say few, like you said. Yeah. The majority will be suffering. What about the wet here and all the um the political shenanigans that were going on around that time? When was the wet year season? Those are the wet years among the Yorubas. Yes. What it's were you Yoruba. did you experience any of that political turmoil? That was in the West. I heard about it. But you didn't really experience it. Thank God for that. Wow, yes. What I experienced, what was rampant when I came back in 1966 were the armed robbers going to houses. They started at that time too? At that time, what they were they were building houses, especially in Suruleri. Yes. Glass. Okay. Glass, Glass entrance. It came to a stage where these people will come to the place with the equipment to cut glass. Cut the glass. They didn't even break it. They just uh-huh. cut it. They were breaking it before. Later on, they would come with the, they take out the glass. So that was when they stopped building, building houses with glass. With the glass. Okay. But we had fun. Yeah. We tra- and then we like to travel all the time to Europe, France, this, Rome, everywhere. Wow. You guys everywhere. were living at large. Yeah. Mommy, what was life like when you came back to Nigeria? Don't forget, your mommy was a married woman. Yes, so she didn't have and as then, much fun as you. She, she was in England to do the... Yeah, the yes. She about six months she, or so and disciplined. Yes. You understand? She didn't go there as a free teenager. <laughs> when you got She's, back to Nigeria, where did you live? Because I know you were traveling all over the country. We lived in, in our own house because my husband has built... Lafemwa. His own house. So you were in Ogun State, but you also lived in the East. This is how it came about. We were living in the East. After we have already settled down in Abeokuta, where my husband had his practice and everything, then all of a sudden he said to me that he has to go to the East, where he came from. And that's how we packed. And we went to... Abba. Abba. Then it got a place where I can set up a set this hospital and everything. Then women <laughs> as we are. And again, our father was very rich, but we are not spoiled. Right. He taught us how to be adaptable, especially the women. In mm. the house on Saturdays and Sundays when we don't go to school, we will take care of the house. The city room upstairs where our father was living is made of these uh, planks. Oh, floor. yeah. Um, parquet flooring. Mm-hmm. So we have to scrub it and polish, and polish it. it. Then we had some, oh, those things they made with brass. Oh, oh, yes, yes. This you had lots can... of brass uh, stuff. Then you had to polish those as well. We have to polish that. <laughs> we have to do that. Then we have. And he had a lot of. Uh... African arts. Art. Oh, Wooding, wow. Brass. What happened to them? Where are they? Even, oh, Jesus. Asking for that. 
The year he died, uh, Ramonu sold everything. Oh, no. Even I even met one of the people you sold some of them to. All the original African art you had in those days. And people gave him as a gift. Since yeah. He likes it. The yeah. white people and black people. Even my mother that was trading in the north, when yeah. he was coming back, he'll bring some art from my father. Wow. And our father had his own cover. Wow. His he own personal cover. A kubiku. Right. Kubikus. Yeah. At the back of Alaji, Alaji's place. Yeah. The Baba Taylor, one room. Oh, he had his own personal tailor. He had his own cover. One room. Capita. One room. And those working in the factory. Then we had the horse stable. Okay, the stables. Mm, the jockeys. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Were there. Oh, yes, you had your own personal jockeys, didn't you? Yeah, I was running in the races. And that ayaya was filled with all sorts of fruits. Sugar cane. You had your orchard. Uh, name it. Banana, plantain, um, corn. Name it. Pineapple, ishin, cashew nuts. The tree, it was filled with it. That ayaya. <sighs> So what do you miss? What do you what do you miss now, Auntie? If there's one thing you want to bring back from those days, what would you bring back? As uh, Agbaje's family were projected from outside as educated, civilized family, I wish I could have a mouth to make them aware of that and carry up that status. Yeah, I would yeah. love to insist that in them that yes. they're not just an ordinary person. Yeah. To have made, more family pride. You were made special. Yeah. You are not just ordinary person. God made you special. And I sh- you should keep You to should that. keep to that, yes. And mommy, what would you like to bring back if you had a chance? What would you like? It's um, the culture of okay. people bringing up their children and the way in which they be very useful to the family. Mm. And to the community. Because in a those, life of service. Yes. And again, in those days, when you say this child is a child of so so and so, that child would try to live up to that name. Live up to that. Yes. Because once they can mention your father's name, there must be some good qualities mm-hmm. from that home. family. Yeah. And as such, you have to try and maintain that quality mm. because that's how we were brought up. My father, as I've said, he had money, but we are not spoiled. Right. He had cooks who will cook English food and so on and so forth. And our mothers are to cook African food and so on. And so, forth. so all these tools we have to go through. And um, you had to be trained to cook both. Then, not we. We employ people to come and teach us how to sew. The mosquito net, we used to sew it. Uh If we had a visitor, we are going to sew the mosquito net and everything and put it there. So all these things I've gone through. So when my husband went back to the East, you know, I couldn't start a school. And there was no school that they have nursery education or where you can teach nursery. So I ended up Opening a shop where in the east, in the east, in the, the building which my husband rented for his hospital and our house, they had a shop in the front of it. So I started having the shop. And what do we call this shop? Because I'm training some 
Okay, you had you had apprentices as well. Mm. Oh wow! Training them Mommy, you were always entrepreneurial, <laughs> like like her father. Yeah. Like, yes. All the things they are using and in the hospital. Success, she was successful with like the uh, razor. You were selling so, all of that too. Um, I have a <laughs> small cupboard. I put it in. Front yeah, you of had me. your chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have these apprentices learning how to sew. So there was a day. One woman came to me and said, do you have bobby bag? I said, bobby bag. <laughs> what is called bobby bag? So she started describing, describing it. I didn't know it was busy and she was trying. Oh. <laughs> so, and fortunately, I've learned how to sew brazier. Wow. Yeah. How did you learn how to make a bra? My aunt, Mrs. Uh, Miss uh-huh. Akapashoru, uh-huh. was... Uh-huh. She taught you how to sew a bra. So she taught me how to sew a bra. After that, I sew the bra. Yeah, baby. So so I started sewing the bra. And selling that too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mommy, what is the one thing left that you still want to do before, you know, God decides? Yes. I think I should be grateful to my creator. Hardly will I say this is one thing that I would like to do that I haven't done. Yes. Because to my creator, I should be very grateful. Because he gave me all that one heart's desire. My husband, although he was naughty, <laughs> the <end>. <laughs> <laughs> then my children, then my job. To be close. So... I hardly will say this is one thing that I would like to do. At this age, 91, <laughs> I, I should be very grateful to my God. So there's nothing else you still nothing, want to do? Nothing, else. So yeah, we're going to put it... Good health. Well, good health. That's the one thing you want, okay. to be able to okay. enjoy your okay. life. Okay. Auntie, what is the one thing that is still remaining that you would want to do before God before says I, it's time? Before I answer that question, yes. I want to throw something. Yes. You see your mommy, when yes. she got married... To your daddy, at that time, women, when they are getting married, they always go to their husband's house with Tomo Yahoo. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Limotan and Limot Muji, Lashibukon, and I, we wanted to be Yomo Yahoo. <laughs> but she took Limota. She took, not and, you. Taye, Taye Bashon, Kabashon's grandchild, the one that the mother taught her to make bra. Okay. Oh my god, you cried. So, Yanka consoled her that don't worry when Sister Jade comes from uh, England, England, you will be married, you will be the one. As they, so, do they still continue? I don't think Yahweh so. I don't think you still want to be a boy before you. <laughs> I, you <laughs> No, Mama, we, yeah, cried we, can, we cried. can arrange it for you. We can arrange it for you. <laughs> so you, that's the one that you want to do. I think it's I, a lovely thing I to do. I see it yeah. as a good thing. Yeah. Because someone Yawo will go there to protect her sister or her Yeah, and go back and say whether uh-huh. she's been looked after well uh-huh. or not. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... That's that's the one thing on your bucket list that you want to do. No, but seriously, what is there anything you'd still like to do? I mm. I want to write. Uh, I want to print. I wrote three books already. Wow! I like to print them out. Okay. Kenny said is working and publish them. And I like to write about life in general. Right. I should include oh, our father's uh, 
Autobiography. Okay, you, you, want been, you want to do that. Want okay, to, yes. Uh-huh. Autobiography. Uh-huh. So you want to write about life in general? That will include a little about health, a little about this, a little about that. That will open the eyes of the people who didn't know about life. Yeah. People who didn't have the opportunity to go around. Like you have, because you've lived all over the place. Wisdom. Yes. Knowledge, wisdom, and healing. So you want to write a book? On that. Okay. Now, who do you admire most? Uh, in this world? Yes. That I admire most? Yes. Admire my sister. Oh. I always admire her. Oh. I always uh, run to her. You understand? <laughs> yes. I admire everything about her. Okay. You know, uh, That's very her nice. finesse, uh, gracefulness. And I admire her a lot. Okay. That's very nice. Mommy, what do you, who do you admire most? Dead or alive? Because <laughs> <laughs> at 91, <laughs> would I say I admire most? I can hardly say I admire this or that because I like to be nice to almost everybody because I got that from my mother. My mother likes to be nice to everybody. And I don't like people be in pain or be suffering. I hate seeing people yeah. suffering. But did you like Obama, Nelson Mandela, uh, Awolo? Who do you admire most? Go on. I know you were a big fan of Go on. I would say, uh, I love my mother. Oh, you admire your mom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, grandma was amazing. Because my children are still talking of my mother up to today. I know. Everybody. She was not, not only her own grandchildren. You um, understand? She Anybody was, she was a one-off. We. Yes. Whatever she has in power to be there for that person, she'll do it. You are quite right. You are quite right. I'm happy. You ask your mommy about uh, which of the presidents she likes. Do you know in my whole life, mm-hmm. in Nigeria, in England, in America that I lived, I only voted once in my life. Okay. And that was for Obama. Hey! Obama. <laughs> Obama. Only once when he was going to be the president. The youth, the charm, the everything. But at that time, when she when he voted the first time, yeah, I couldn't vote because wow. I wasn't a citizen, citizen at that time. time. Only had it. so I quickly went and got your passport for the second time. <laughs> so it was the only one I ever voted for oh. in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. So if you could live anywhere in the world, not Nigeria, where would you like to live? England. England. I know that's your second home. <laughs> Auntie, where would you? South of France. Oh, wow. Where in the south of France? I know the weather there is amazing. Well, if I tell you I know where exactly, I'm lying to you. Okay. You just I, love the I south of France. Just when I'm ready, when I'm ready to go, I'll get a, get a flat there. Yeah. <laughs> One of the block of flats, I'll get a flat there. I'll Overlooking the water. There. So um, that's where you're, you're going to end up, God willing. And I want to be cremated ah, in, in the south of France, so okay. people don't need to say they don't visit yeah. uh, all the things they do. How many times do they visit the yes, exactly. or something? You know. So let so them they, spend that money, uh, buy you your flat there. Uh-huh. <laughs> they put the water, they put my ashes in the water, water. and I will spread all over. All the over, world. yes. Okay. 
They go on a plate and scatter your ashes. Send my wisdom and knowledge all over the world. So, because how many times? How many times do they visit the grave? Exactly. Every every year, Nigerians will throw party and turn over the grave, as they say. In front of children, ask. Okay, that's where you want to be. Black and white. That's where you want to be. That's where I want to stay. Okay, sure. She deserves that. That's her home. Okay, so what, are you a morning person or a night person? Are you I think I should say I'm a morning person. Yes, you. I know. You'll wake up at five to pray and then <laughs> stay up. Auntie, are you a morning person or a night person? I'm like you people that work on your computer. All night, all yes. Night, then you sleep. Unless if I have an appointment, that then you wake up on time. Or morning. I can get up anytime. But you prefer late at night. You you come alive at night. I come alive at night. <laughs> okay, yes. Right. So what is your favorite book? My favorite book? Yes. That I like to read? Yes. <laughs> My favorite book is history. Right. I like to... It's your type of book. Mm-hmm. My, what kind of history? General history. World history. I, I used to... World history. Oh. I, yeah. When I... Used to come to Nigeria mm-hmm. and uh, can see very well. With I never use glasses. I never like glasses. Yeah, I'll go to all those uh, bookshops. Yeah. people. You used sell to have a bookshop. Books. Yeah, people will sell old books at CMS. I'll go and buy old books like Aureli, this and oh, that. Wow. You know, I'll buy them, take it to America. When I was at Godwin Okubo, yeah, I used to read at least a book a night before I sleep. No wonder you were a fantastic Scrabble player. <laughs> I you, used you were a demon <laughs> Scrabble player. Yeah. I have to read a book. One Nigerian army that saw me later said, are you still reading uh, a, a, a serious book reader? Like <laughs> I knew you and so on. I even forgot myself that I used oh. to be like that. I had I have a library in my apartment. Oh wow! Right now. Well, if you're going to leave anything to me, leave me your library. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. No problem. I'll be glad that it is going somewhere. That yes, it, it will be. It will be loved. Good. Mommy, what's your favorite book? What sort of books do you like to read? Uh, would I say history book that tells about great people? So biographies. Mm, biographies. Okay, yes, I know you love biographies. Yes, that's what I like. So whose whose biography have you liked the most? There was one that I know somebody gave you and you read it and read it and read it and read it. I can't remember what it was. You read it over and over again. Oh, I'll see. I think our memories are both going. (laughs) Now, what song would you like us to remember you by? If we think of one song, you say, ah, when these children hear this song, let them think of me. Auntie. You won't understand it. Just say it. My sister will understand. Just sing it. I will it. sing it too. Sing it, please. Igbalashe Iba don dori ko do won ronu nitori agbaje won ni ko ma joyire lo si waju won ti da eduro oluyo le ti ko weresi gbale oba o adele o se 
There was a song about her father when the witch war against him. Wow. Oh, yes, that was, I was reading about that in the history books. The witch it's is in the serious. Archives. Yes, in the archives, yes. A serious war against him. Why was that? They are carrying a coffin. And they made his coffin. They made a coffin that this was Agbaji's coffin. I know the they DO wrote a report about us. it. We were all outside with stick and everything wow. ready for them. I remember that very well. So that song mm-hmm. has a special resonance for you. Oh, yes. Special one. like your children to remember that <laughs> the person that was really interested in things like that yeah was kenke but now oh. tammy that she's, she's beginning older, to yeah. she's really really interested in she's even learning yoruba now. oh how lovely yeah. she can hear it well i hope we see. can i hope we can um communicate with her and i'll put her in communicate touch. with who with tammy so you communicate she, every day no, not every me day. with me and, ah, sure. and the rest of the sure, family so that happy. we can sure we can so mommy what song would you like us to remember you my soul dread magnify the lord and my spirit has rejoiced sing oh, my savior for he hath regarded the loneliness of his son maiden and behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed oh and i know one song that you always used to sing when we were young every time we complain about something you say count your blessings name them one by one <laughs> <laughs> Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. So next time, anytime we complain, mommy will sing that song. She was the best song. Sing that song for me. Yes, yes. Oh, Kolea, 
Now, Auntie, can you describe yourself in three words? Ah, to be honest with you, mm. I've gone through a lot in life. Right. That I was thinking in my mind that maybe like my last world, I was a terrible person. <laughs> I'm trying to make it up at this time because I always try to go out of my way Mm. to help people, to be nice people. I always uh, pity people. Then if I really, really have a way, I would like to keep secret, not to tell anybody. Not to ask for it. I still like my way. Of telling people doing wrong, yeah, because later on in life they always know what I'm talking about. They appreciate, they yes. Appreciate Maybe at the time they didn't appreciate no, no, it, they yes. won't. but later they won't on, really, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And a lot of people it will have saved their lives. Yeah. So that part I like about me. So would it's, I say describe you as outspoken? Very. Okay. One outspoken. Another word to describe you. Uh, Justice Agbaje said I'm brutally honest. Okay, brutally honest. Outspoken, brutally honest. What's the last one? Um, too kind also. Too kind, yeah. yes. So outspoken, brutally honest, and A giver. very kind. Yes. Uh, humanitarian. Humanitarian. And yes. I give ch- in, uh, in America. You're very generous. I give children money. Yeah, you're very generous. As long as, long as they can hold money. Any, yeah. any age. They love money. They oh, well, children always do. <laughs> so in my building, they call me money grandma. Okay. <laughs> money grandma. My ambition. Yeah. What I want to do most in life. Yeah. Is to be able to be giving poor people money. Yeah. Not rich people. Not, yeah, of course uh, not. Your yes. own level or yeah. something. Like small, small ones. People who would, it would make a difference in their life. Uh-huh. Yeah. The joy, you know, yeah. unexpected money yeah. and the joy in their yeah. faces. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Yeah. Mommy, how would you describe yourself in three words? It's funny that you hardly know yourself. Yes. People that outside that we know yes. you. But, but how would you I, see yourself? Trying to please people. Okay, you're a people pleaser. Mm. That's one. Well, I don't like people suffering. I can't stand people suffering. Okay, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> ambitious? Yes. Very ambitious. Because my... Motor is aim high. Aim high, yes. You always aim <laughs> yeah, high. Very yes. So, so you're people pleaser. You're ambitious. And the last one. Am I a giver and a lover? I like to. I love people. Okay, and a people like lover. To be around me. Yes. Now the very last one, and I know everybody finds this a little bit difficult. I want you to tell me a joke or a funny story. <laughs> So, Auntie, think of a joke or a funny story. I have so many jokes. Okay, tell me one. Let's uh, say something while I'm thinking. Well, you're thinking of which one you're going to share. (laughs) Okay, Mommy, think of a a funny story or a joke. A a funny story. Yeah, or a joke. Okay, what's your favorite comedian? Uh, Which comedian do you like? I remember you liked, was it Adi Love or which one was it that she, he used to like? The comedian I like. Yeah. Baba Salah. Mm. <laughs> Baba Salah is nice because it makes you Yeah, everybody happy. laughed. Everybody mm. laughed at him. Nice. Yeah. 
Okay, that was one. Okay, Auntie, you you turn. The funniest jokes that I can remember immediately was about my daughter Kenke. Yeah. The funniest girl I ever knew in my life. <laughs> when we came to Nigeria, when I came to process passport uh, to take my sons to America. America. I processed the passport at Abeokuta. I got the passport at Abeokuta when I was with my sister because I stole them from the father to take them to, <laughs> to England. I kept to America. Them, I kept them with Mama Wali from the from the father. To call the story short, when we came, when I am Kenke, I and Tammy, when we came, we went to Professor Pella's house. And uh, Professor Pella and the wife, Lady Pella, they had this beautiful girl who looks beautiful like you. <laughs> Mureneke, gorgeous girl. This girl was about seven years old or eight. Immediately, she set her eyes on Kenke like this. She loved Kenke. Oh. So we were staying at your mommy's house at uh, Lawansi. Yeah. So when we were leaving, she said she wanted to go with auntie. I'm in Banti Kenke on you. I'm in Banti Kenke so the parents said, okay, go and pack your things. She packed her things. She followed us to Lawansi. So Kenke was calling her her daughter. <laughs> then my two sons were there with us too. Yeah. At Lawansi. Because I was getting them ready to come to America. So Kenke, I didn't know because most of the time I'll be out. Kenke, Murenike, and, and the, the boys. two children yeah. will be home. Not knowing that Kenke was treating this child like his, like her own child, <laughs> like she was a real mother. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know all this. So the day my sons were going to America, I was still left behind in Nigeria. My American husband came to take them there because the American embassy said, "Okay, yeah, they needed him that will come sign them yeah. leave immediately. Yeah, that if I have to process it, it will take a while. That was why I brought him to. So when they were going to the airport, uh, Kenke said she will go with her brothers so that she can show them the way in America <laughs> okay. since I'm still here. Yeah, I said okay. So on our way to the airport with the boys, my husband." And Murenike and Kenke. Then I said to Kenke, I said, Kenke, don't go with uh, the poor girl, your brothers. <laughs> okay, yeah. Look at this girl that followed you from her parents' house to Lawansen to stay with you all this time we've been here. Don't you think she'll be lonely? The girl screamed, Auntie Kenke, woni, eya jang omo lo, eya jang omo lo, Auntie Kenke tofe egbe mimi. Thank you so much. I've had the most amazing time. I hope you didn't find it too tiring. No, enjoyable. Oh, I didn't say that wasn't. Yes, I know. I had to persuade you. I ended up. (laughs) And thank you, everybody, for listening. As you can see, this has been a truly. It's been a journey for me, and um, I hope you get as much value. And please subscribe. Uh, send us your reactions to mail at bananaislandliving.com. We're on Instagram at bananaislandliving, on Twitter at banana underscore living. And I'll see you in, I'll speak to you in two weeks' time. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.